Welcome to Eterna. Keep your dice rolling, your friends close, your monsters closer, and don't let the old gods bite. This podcast is an Eldritch Dream Games production. A dark fantasy Pathfinder game laced deep with cosmic horror. I would like to thank the patrons that make this possible. Brian Bridges, Donald Bewley, Eric S. Pat, Robin Mims, Tim Demuse, Thomas Wayne Haley, and Wesley Sullivan. Stay tuned after our tale to hear what these glorious people have in the works. But for now, let us listen. Last time on Dungeon Ball Z, I wasn't sick like I am now. And Brock left, and y'all talked a lot. But you were making your way to Storm Bluff. And so, doodly doot, doot, doodly doot, several days, a couple of weeks or so, about a week, thereabouts, somewhere in there, have passed. <laughs> Some time has I, passed. I did the math and, yes, I, I did the math and figured it out and promptly forgot. Uh, <clears throat> Some time has passed. And it is not far from you're not far from the storm coasts it has begun to rain off and on over the past day or so everyone has kind of gotten to know each other in the caravan a little bit more nina is taken to cooking some and uh has basically been paired uh paired up with winda uh from among shadows followers whereas petunia has been paired up with Diara, the halfling, who can actually speak her language. Russo has uh, continued to scout about, uh, be smarmy and flirtatious with uh, the group in general. Please tell me he's not flirting with his brother, because that would just be weird. No, he's not okay. flirting. Well, with you his said brother. group in general, so I needed you to clarify. Oh, that, okay, so smarmy with the dudes and flirtatious with the not dudes. The dudettes, if you will. This is totally flirting with Fox. Um, <laughs> and Grey Malkin. Um, not really, though. Uh, <laughs> a couple of things I would like to get out of the way that are slightly mechanically based. I would like the Senor Leaf to uh, roll me a uh, two survival checks, please. Okay. I am prepared with survival. Uh, so that's a 16 on the first one and a 26 on the second one. Well, it sounds All like right. Ray Malkin's trying to aid you, so get plus two to each of those rolls. <laughs> or like a penalty. <laughs> All right. So over the course of these travels, you've been seeking... Uh, reagents for the sake of magical crafting and uh, you have gathered a grand total of 1850 gold worth of, re of reagents that are of little use for anything else did you say 1850? yeah wow he found a really really rare magical mushroom he can craft some shit now. Can I really want to know what calculations you did to figure that one out. It's a secret to everybody. Yeah, that's fair. 
You know, once the campaign's over, please send it to me. I'm interested. It's a lot simpler and probably unbalanced than you would expect. <laughs> mm. Sounds it's like okay. Pathfinder. We won't abuse. Are you still <laughs> eating chips? Yeah, I'm sorry. I just wanted one. <laughs> Those are just his creaky bones. Don't mind him. <laughs> just want to let you know. Anytime I'm like in any kind of interaction with a sick person, it's my goal to get them to choke as many times as possible. <coughs> How many That's people have you killed? Difficult. Well, we're still exploring the law surrounding someone dying as a result of repeated joke telling. <laughs> so if if Hats disappears, it's going to be because he's on trial. <laughs> but, I mean, like you know, it's it's a gray area because you didn't help him. But like, <laughs> can you kill someone with words? I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> it's okay. We'll break you out. So um, to clarify on those ingredients that I found, what was the limitation on those? Is it for like any kind of druidic crafting, or is it just for the leshy stuff? No, they are for the sake of you crafting magical items. You could use them for leshy crafting if you wish. Oh, ho, ho. Uh, I will count that. Um, but for the, primarily for the sake of your ability to craft magical items. Okay. Um, does that does that take up the entire trip, or would I have time to like slap together a leshy? No, that's that's considered that you were taking time to search these things out during the trip. You can you can take some time to make a leshy. Okay, um, I, I think he's probably just gonna start off with just like a regular old leaf leshy, which I, I think I, I want to say it's like five hundred gold or something, because uh, I, I get a discount for being a leaf or tree speaker, tree singer, that one. Right, <clears throat> I think you make them twice as fast as well or something. Um, so I, I won't like dwell on it, but I'll, I'll shoot you the numbers uh, in a second. And while we are traveling over this time, uh, since the yellow man, if he is doing the scouting from the air, uh, Shadow is going to, if uh, Mr. Goldthirsch allows, hang out with him son and start teaching him about the, some of the plants in the Shadow Plane, since they will be going there soon. And since, you know, the plants will kill you and curse you and stuff so that he does not be picking up things he should not be picking up. All right. Well, I, I think, like, at, at first, he, he would kind of, um, I, I guess, get a, a measure of, like, how deep your knowledge is of the plants and whatnot and, and just kind of, like, humor you. And then if suddenly it's like, oh, shit, she knows lots about plants, then intently listen, or he'll, he'll just kind of, like, start bouncing stuff back to you. He's like, oh, you mean, like, this plant from the Shadow Plane? depending on how, like, the nature checks, or I, I don't know if it would be, like, knowledge of the planes. Uh, do you have knowledge nature uh, on Shadow at all? Or is it just planes? It is just planes, but uh, she's, like, she doesn't know, like, like a scientist would know, or, you know, so, or a druid would know, or whatever, about these things, but she knows this kind of grass curses you and kills you. This kind of tree curses you and kills you. This kind of water curses you and kills you. Oh. Okay, so yeah, that would be a planes check, uh, and you could also make planes checks. Uh, reasonably speaking, the DCs are different for the two of you, uh, as one is the native plane of one of you, and the other is not. Okay, so to to like, I, I guess, get on her level for what she's talking about, I imagine knowledge of the planes would be better for me. Yes. All right. 
That is a 24. A, yeah, I got a 26. You got me beat. Uh, you do actually have a fair bit of knowledge about uh, extraplanar plant life. Uh, she is far more endemically inclined and understanding of the dangers of her home plane. So she does inform you quite a bit, and uh, this will allow you, in essence, to make knowledge nature check without penalty in the plane of shadow for the sake of identifying flora. Ooh. And other natural hazards. And if you want to say anything specific about it, you can. No, I just figured that, you know, she she knows it's still going to be a few days or whatever before they even start that way. But she doesn't want people to be caught off guard. And she has seen him out gathering stuff. And so she was like, I better tell him what I know. Okay. Well, all right, all right, all right. We don't want him to get eaten by a tree. I don't know. Could be fun. <laughs> Prior to your arrival at Storm Bluff, which will be shortly, um, Rousseau will uh, bring Riley aside and uh, <clears throat> not really like from the group, just be like making sure that everybody is stopped and kind of listening. Well, Riley, I suppose us here arriving here, there will be some things that you will certainly need to know uh, a little bit more of. And there are situations in which an altered state of behavior may be a better way of handling things. So in the city, if anybody should recognize me, which is likely, uh, I am not Rousseau Flying Highwayman. I am Lord Rousseau Astrig, and I am the son of Baron Carlisle Astrid. Riley uh, nods and says, uh, I'm assuming this title gives you uh, some semblance of pole in the community. To a degree, but as with most nobility, it's really about who has money and who doesn't. That doesn't sound like it bodes well for you and uh, the family you were taken into. Well, my family is relatively wealthy. Uh, I'm in a disagreement with the way that our country works. My father's not a horrid man by any means, though I disagree with his methods at times. He is certainly far from the worst. I see. So, if we happen to be waylaid by passersby, I have no issue with you treating me familiar with familiarity, any of you. But as a note, it may provide the caution some of you against should you wish not to be involved in a certain way. So, is he saying this with an earshot of the rest of us? Yeah, I mean, he's like pointedly talking to uh, to Riley, but. Uh, he's not, like, hiding this from anyone, because this is important. Well, uh, Mr. Well, no, not Mr. Uh, Lord, Lord Rousseau. Um, I told you, you can call me Riley. No, that? Or, damn it. <laughs> I told you, you can... I no, can I'm Riley. Rousseau. <laughs> if I'd, you intend to, uh, at any point, uh, 
have us make contact with your family, then I suppose there is something you should know too, because uh, your daddy's name is not unfamiliar. Oh, is that so? Um, my grandmama is a, the uh, Grand Duchess of the Northern Hills, yes. So I am a Duchess Nisa Gethin. It sounds vaguely familiar. I don't believe I've had the pleasure myself. Uh, well, you are a fairly good-looking man. I think Grandmama would show you it was a pleasure. But, uh, besides that, uh... Why, thank you, my lady. It, uh... And he, like, It bows. would be rude if, uh, we come across your papa for him not to know this because he would not want to accidentally give offense to Grandmama. Of course. And should we happen in crossways with him, uh, in party, then... I will certainly inform him of this. Uh, as a note, however, I've been on an expedition to Thorn to inspect the current state there, if anybody asks. You don't necessarily need any more details than that. We happen to be traveling together. Riley will nod. Uh, he kind of crosses his arms, though, um, and just like uh, offhandedly mutters, uh, you know, there seems to be a lot of nobility blood, or noble blood, flowing through this caravan. So it would seem. Mine does not count too much, uh, because uh, Grayson and I get titles, but they don't mean a whole lot because we are not Shay. So if Grandmama ever dies, then the titles will go away. Well, I hope that doesn't come to pass, I suppose. Well, she has been around for a very long time. So... I am not too worried about her. Uh, Riley will kind of glance off towards the caravan and just call out. Uh, and Leaf, what sort of noble blood courses through your veins? Uh, I, I think kind of as, as the week's been going on and he's been like collecting stuff, he you, you slowly see this like pile of compost growing in the corner of the, um, the, the wagon. And uh, so he, uh, probably while, while, while you're calling out to him at this, you can just kind of like seeing him fiddling with like sticks and leaves and stuff. <clears throat> just just random forest detritus uh, in, in the corner of the wagon. And uh, <laughs> when, when you call out to him, he, he just kind of like looks up for a second like he's lost in thought. And he just absentmindedly says, oh, oh, uh, I'm, I'm the son of the quartermaster uh, of the Leishal Enclave. <laughs> uh, Riley like holds out his hands like that proves that this whole caravan just descends from nobility <laughs> he shakes his head um, obviously having no real idea of whether or not that's made up or not <laughs> but he will say well it's certainly my blessing to travel with such uh, lineage I suppose what does that fear? I have adopted you as your brother, so you can be a duke now as well. Ah, Duke Riley Morheim has certain certain ring to it. See, it all works out. Yeah, uh, Riley will chuckle that off, and uh, I guess if conversations are more or less done, he'll go back to focusing and making sure that everyone's prepared for the last leg of the journey. You head onward towards Storm Bluff. At the city's gates, at the top of the cliffs, it seems, while slightly better tended in terms of guard uh, density, much the same as it had been when you left. 
it is currently raining, and thus the vision is all the more accurate. You approach the city gates. Um, you're not halted or anything like that. They swing open for you and are closed relatively quickly behind. <clears throat> Once everybody gets through, people bustle about the streets. And now that you're inside the wall, you can finally see that there is indeed some damage. Uh, cascading down, there are lights, hooded sconces, some magical, some mundane, but there are sections of the city that are much darker, uh, where you can see rubble and uh, scorched stone, shattered. It appears that there are, even from this distance, that there are people working around the edges of these areas. But... Other, other than this oddity of lighting betwixt areas, it seems that uh, perhaps it is not horribly impacted. Uh, there's still people in the streets going about their business. The guards seem to be more focused here at the wall. Um, looking down the streets, there's actually fewer of them. But at this point... Just as a reminder, it was mentioned that a bank, a noble house, and a church of Abadar were all hit uh, particularly hard in this city. Uh, so is there anywhere y'all would like to go first? Uh, the church of Abadar, for one. You know, my room to take off my arm and put on my robes. Okay. So uh, you take a minute to do that. Uh, it's easy enough for you to catch up uh, if everybody else heads on. Um, are you going to be making your way straight down through the streets, or are you going to uh, bring the actual like carts and wagons with you? Uh, why don't we swing by um, somewhere to get the caravan actually it's like set up and stationed? Well, doesn't one of the carts have all the wood you're bringing to the church? Correct. <laughs> Yeah, so probably not that one, but there's no reason for us to bring our entire Motley crew with us gallivanting around town. There's very nearby, there's a sort of uh, area for the parking of and resting of animals and carts and such. It's quite sizable uh, and a little underpopulated at the moment. Uh, although it does look like what population is there has actually been set in for a while. These look like living carts uh, that perhaps some people are living out of. It's pretty much a pittance to um, set up there. A uh, few copper for a day. And if, if you would like to move quickly about it, you could have Nina or somebody like actually do the bringing of the cart and taking the longer route at, whilst you, you all or perhaps split up however you want to do it. Because uh, you can go straight down the city to the church much more quickly than doing the switch back that you would have to do with the cart. Yeah, I think his his priorities would be just on on checking on Thon uh, above most things. So the the wood comes secondary, I imagine. Yeah, Shadow and her people can take the wood around the long way and bring it down there, so y'all can go ahead and head straight down. Yeah, that's fine. Then uh, Riley will make arrangements to go with Leaf, just so he has uh, immediate company. And then we can set up um, 
uh, Nina with the, the cart that we're stationing and anyone else who's hanging out. I don't know if uh, Rousseau wants to gallivant around with us to the church and whatnot, or if he has other business, but... Well, if you don't mind, I think I'd like to take to give the lady some uh, a tour of our city on our path. Um, yeah, or, or Riley just kind of gives him a, a little bit of the narrow eye, just wondering if there's maybe a little bit more to that, but realizing that he doesn't necessarily like need to protect <laughs> Nina, I guess. Um, <laughs> from Rousseau, uh, yeah, yeah, that's perfectly fine. And uh, as as a note as well, um, Winnie the or Winifred the owl um, was sent off into the woods before arriving to the city. That makes sense. Great. So then, yeah, leave Riley straight to the church. All right. So you two head to the church as. Uh, Rousseau guides uh, the the Duchess and uh, the rest of the caravan about, uh, except for those who have stayed behind. It takes you a few minutes, as it is in the lower ward, or more than a few minutes. It takes you, it takes you probably about fifteen minutes to to get down to that area between people and along the along the main stretch of the town. But indeed, you arrive to find the Church of Avadar uh, of the Lower Ward is in severe disarray and heavily, heavily damaged. You can see in the rubble of the church, there is a small, almost shack uh, built using one of the few remaining supported pieces of wall as a part of the structure. Uh... It otherwise, um, it looks like it's had some work done to it, but it's still heavily damaged. Um, it was probably collapsed in completely, just looking at it. Um, at, but much of the Mason Rain rubble has been stacked and placed elsewhere. Um, is there any particular activity at the shack? Uh, not that you can see from outside. Uh, it's relatively small. It's probably only about as large as, you know, like a, a one-room, uh, like, studio apartment or something. It's, it's quite small. Okay. Um, are there any just, like, random people meandering about in the immediate area? Yeah, there are people in the streets. Uh, it's a lot less dense down here, but there are still people. Um, then I, I think Leafwood flag uh, one of the just rando meandering people down and, and just stop them and say, uh, the, the priest for the temple of Abadar, is he here? Yes, he should be there. And they point at the shack. And he, he just kind of like gives them their, you know, he had, he had their, his hand on their shoulder. He just gives them a little squeeze and a, like a bright, bright smile. And then he, I, maybe not even like scurries off, but he like prances off to the, to the shack um can i it, excess energy now that he's got what's potentially not bad news okay so i take it you knock upon the door uh, i think he probably wouldn't knock if it isn't locked he would just kind of like burst in <laughs> leaf kicks in the door the shack falls apart did, did someone <laughs> say lemon pepper <laughs> so you you just throw the door open and and burst in and uh, there's there's a gasp 
uh, from an aged man who you recognize as uh, Father Arthur Asher. Uh, he's like, oh, oh, so sudden. Uh, hello, welcome. Uh, you look familiar. I think at this point is when he would go from like energetic and excited to uh, somewhat bashful, and then he would like back out slightly, say, "Oh, uh, I'm, I apologize. Uh, I was looking for Thon." I'm afraid you're a little late, um, but um, please come in. My my door is open. I just wasn't expecting such a exuberant entrance. Uh, entry. Go ahead and make me a perception check. Okay. Is this something Riley can roll as well? As he looms over Leaf's shoulder. Okay. Perception. <laughs> Cheated by that dice. Uh, that's a 23. 18. So he's sitting... Uh, th- this little room is laid out to be much like a bedroom, although there are a few benches along uh, the better supported walls and a small shrine in the corner. Uh... It looks as though he's still trying to function as a priest where he can. But you also notice that he is... um, It's not a really good one. It's a little janky, but uh, he's currently in a wheelchair. Uh, I see. Um, So then I I guess he'll he'll politely step in. And uh, I I don't know if there's like extra seating available or he'll he'll stand or like lean against something. Um, But just say, uh, what do you mean? We're, We're a little late. Uh, Thon, um, he left for the light side of the world over the glowing sea a couple of weeks ago. Apparently some, some news of his homeland, uh, in great danger, and he, he could not allow such... He said even though he was likely to be unwelcome, he could not just let his people suffer, and he left. Uh, we gave him what we could, but given... I'm... I'm sure you understand. And he looks a bit ashamed uh, as he kind of motions around to the very meager uh, surroundings. I I think Leaf looks stunned. If you're looking particularly close at him, you might even notice that he's he's just kind of like stopped breathing, like he's holding his breath at the news, and you know he's he's kind of got a, a look about his face, like he's still processing what's been said. I, I'm sorry, Leaf, yes, uh, I remember. <sighs> uh, my, mind's a, my mind's a bit of a fog. I, I owe Thon my life. He, uh, he pulled me out of the rubble. He didn't make it out without harm, but he, he did better than some. Many of the destitute whom we were caring for perished when the roof collapsed. What, was he any more specific on where he was heading? Anything more than the light side and going to see his people? It wasn't much my business. Uh, uh, the conversation was held in Elvish, a tongue I'm not expressly familiar with. I know the words for forest, and that was used a few times. Um, Celeria came up, uh, and, and so did Celestia. But I, a, a pair of elven women, uh, whom he, he said were his sisters, uh, carried the news. Uh, he did not leave with them, but rather set on, out on his own sometime after their arrival. 
again, a visible change and just kind of like his, his body language and, you know, his breathing where before he was like holding his, his breath. Maybe now he's uh, <laughs> breathing a, a little, little quickly and shallowly and his face maybe flushes a little bit and he, he's, he's going to glance back over his shoulder at Riley and you get like a look of panic. And um, I think he, he just says, thank, thank you for your time. Um, we, we have a wagon coming with lumber supplies that, that were uh, being delivered at the behest of Thon to help repair the church. It looks like it's needed more than ever, but uh, I, I'm yes, sorry. I, I remember then, now. And, and then uh, he, he just like makes to leave. Uh, you're not going to stay? I, I think he makes to leave. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Riley, who I'm assuming is just like leaning by the door just enough to keep out of the rain this whole time and just like listening without saying anything, um, is going to just move out of the way to let Leaf lead the way out. And then he's going to nod to uh, Father Asher before departing after Leaf to catch up with him. Um, hey, I'm sorry. As, as you, as you <laughs> run away. Um, and uh, catching up to Leaf, Riley will say uh leaf is there more to this story to be worried about he i mean he he's like how, so when whenever we got to this part of the town was was it on foot or we did we take the vardu this, this was on foot because um the the main streets of the city um only support foot traffic they're too steep and and so they're stepped um there's a switchback path that um carts and things like bardos can take uh which is where uh the rest of the party is currently making their way down here but it will take them about three times as long uh quite easily okay um then i i i think he's probably like speed walking as as riley's trying to to make conversation with him and uh he says riley this is bad the twins it- <laughs> If, if they're in the area, I, I think I might be in danger. They, they're my sisters. M- my father, the quartermaster, I, I mentioned it earlier. Uh, he's He sent them to hunt me. They want me back. They're not kind people, Riley. And if they've baited Thon in, then he may be in danger as well despite all good intentions. So these women are seeking to bring you back home to your father, right? Whether it's to answer for my father or for the leader of the Enclave remains to be seen. A lot of times passed since I've left. Elvin, my, my people are people of long grudges. And this grudge extends to your brother as well. To... <laughs> Our, our grudges, our issues with the Enclave are different. He's half-blood. You'll note that I'm not. You can imagine why my mother would disagree with that sentiment. From the story Asher told us, it seemed like, or I believe that he didn't leave with these women. Do you think he was coerced? I think it's very likely. I've, I've done an excellent job at avoiding them all of these years. Uh, but I doubt they've softened since I've last seen them. Either they've tempted him uh, with something truly dear to himself, or 
he's being coerced and they didn't want to make a scene. Leaf, what happens if you return home? An excellent question. <laughs> uh, when I left, they made to kill the people that I left with. It's the way of our people. Uh, I've no idea, but it can't be good. And times like these only drive people to desperation. I, I couldn't fathom what they might be after or what they might be seeking, calling Thon back to our homeland. He was exiled at our last meeting. There's there's a reason the the two estranged sons of my father uh, are this far out and away from Leishal. And I mean, like, I, you can see him like as he's talking, pardon the pun, but he's like actually like trembling like a leaf with visible concern on his face. Yeah, and I guess as a as a comparison of what might be expected from Riley or like in the past, um, just to describe how he's handling this is uh, he's mostly just like talking and processing information steadily, slowly thinking about what you're saying. Um, and I almost feel like in, in the past, it was probably this sort of conversation would have been a, a little bit more compassionate or like outright compassionate. It's not to say that he's like stone faced and completely uncaring. Um, but it seems like he's mentally trying to tackle the problem and figure things out, sort things out. Um, so why, while Leaf is a trembling mess, he's just kind of standing there with arms crossed, staring off into the distance and um, responding as he has been. And I think at this point, he will say, with all of this said, Leaf, your, your brother, he has a head start in this journey home, traveling by boat nonetheless. What are the chances that in order for you to get your idol leave, you have to go home anyways? I, I think uh, the gods tend to be sadists. And so it's likely. Well, uh, I think I might have an idea of how to get us out that way. Should speed be needed, but uh, I, I think we need to run it by everyone here and and then it just just like out of, out of character how long were we were planning on staying storm bluff we I, we only had a couple of affairs to do here um Dado has to follow up on her lead and i have to follow up on mine i, I think we all had something minor to do here <laughs> More, well quote unquote minor well, Sh shadow doesn't have anything to do in storm bluff she has to go through a nearby portal and go to the shadow plane uh, then he, he just kind of uh, circles back and he says, yes, um, I I think I, I know somebody that might be able to get us passage across the water. <sighs> if uh, such a diversion uh, is acceptable for everyone, but we I, I can't exactly leave Thon to his fate amongst the Enclave. From the looks of things, Leaf, I agree. It seems to be a dire situation, and I trust your judgment in these sorts of things. It clearly has moved you. So I think that it's a perfectly acceptable next destination. We do have to wrap up things here, but I'm hopeful that we can do so quickly. What I do wish to address, though, is do you think that's the, the, the twins? Um, do you think they're still local? Is it worth following up on that just to see and make sure that they don't come kicking in a door in the middle of the night to drag you away or anything as vicious as that. I wouldn't even know where to begin looking for them. 
that's <sighs> and he, he just kind of like hand on each one of your shoulders and he says you have to understand that that's their existence that's all they've been doing all of these years I, I've, I've been building houses and planning farms they've been hunting people strays from the enclave or gathering uh, unclaimed blood and, and bringing them back to, to strengthen the enclave if they're still in town chances are they already know where we're at okay then don't travel anywhere alone leaf you are in good company with us and I trust you should know that and no one here is going to let anything terrible happen to you we will be with you for the legs uh, for the entire length of this journey I think it best that if we're going to secure passage to your homeland that we do so on our own accord and if we succeed, then we rob them of the thrill of the hunt, and from the sounds of it, all's the better for it. Okay. And then, once again, kind of like a look of realization on his face, and uh, he just kind of like says, box! And just takes off like sprinting <laughs> back back towards the, the wagon. <laughs> Riley just mutters, I'm going to be chasing after him all day, aren't I? And he's going to sprint after Leaf. So back with Shadow and the other group. Making your way down, uh, inane or mostly inane conversation of like, oh, this is that and that's there. And, uh, at a, at a certain point, uh, Russo will actually point out. And over there, you see those, those red crystals there that denotes a certain part of the middle district. That's where my father's business is. Straight back from that, higher in the city, uh, which were we on the other side of the main paths we would uh, be a little bit closer to, is where I technically take residence, although I'm rarely ever home. So is there a shrine here for our goddess? Do you know? Void would, uh, Void would uh, think for a moment and be like, huh. well, I don't think there's actually a shrine to the black butterfly here. There is a Desnan shrine uh, uh, actually outside of the city, and we may take our prayers there, should we need to. I was not worrying about the place to pray. I have a place to pray. I was wondering if there are any of our followers here. Silence has received knowledge and prayers from this area before, I would, Im I would imagine so. Then perhaps uh, we should leave word at the shrine that we are in town if they need us. Indeed. We should take care of that after the lumber, though. All right. If you'd like, I can say I can send Winda to do it. Okay. I think she is very well with the comments. She can write the letter. Very well. And uh, he'll kind of retreat back towards the uh, rear of the cart where the others are and uh, <clears throat> Void will talk with her and she'll head back up the main path of the city uh, you continue on a bit further a few minutes more on uh, and you begin to approach one of these darker areas of the city you can see ahead that uh, there are large piles uh, some organized and some uh, still disorganized from raw destruction uh, that 
that are uh, piled in the road ahead. However, it would appear that a temporary uh, sort of wooden ramp has been built to take any carts down to a lower level. Uh, there are uh, construction people around that are trying to move some of the stone and whatnot, uh, as well as a few guards that are directing uh, carts along this ramp, which is only really big enough for one at a time. Uh, you have to wait a little while for like a hand cart to come up, but uh, then you're able to slowly make your way down uh, to the next level and, and start back on your way. And there, um, a few minutes later, uh, along the path, Leaf comes running up with Riley shortly behind, yelling for Bucks. Do he find the Bucks? He is right here. We did not lose him. To be fair, he'd be very hard to lose. Um, I, I think he he like sprints up, and then he'll he'll just kind of like gesture for Box to like kneel down, and he'll start talking to him in Sylvan. And uh, <laughs> it's just like, okay, buddy, I'm I'm gonna need you to 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 be real small. Um, we're we're gonna we're gonna have to to make it so people don't see you so well. Um, maybe, and, and he, like, like how, runs inside. How, how can I be make small? I, th- I think he, like, runs into the Vardu and, like, grabs a blanket or something and just, like, tosses <laughs> it over him. <laughs> Hat for box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes yes. me small? Well... <laughs> Maybe, maybe you, you, you like sit down and, and you hug your legs so that you look real small and then we toss the blanket over and, and people might not notice you. But I can't walk when I'm sitting. When, when, when you're not, you're not needing to move. We, we can keep you like this. Uh, and he, he just, you know, pats box on his head and he says, uh, I, I don't know if you remember my sisters, uh, but they're in town. Uh, yes. And that's bad. Okay. So he just gives him like one little little tap, and uh, he says, "Okay, so uh, stay like this for just a little while." He like points over your shoulder and behind you. The baby is running. <laughs> like you turn around, and there's a little leshy, like with its arms up in the air, going <laughs> running through the run, running through the street. And like, uh, I don't know. It's just like, <laughs> I just give him the home alone face. And, uh, he, he starts sprinting after this tiny little vegetable baby. You catch up pretty quickly. <laughs> it's raining. Yes, it is raining. Okay. Um, then I, I think he's just going to like sneak up and snatch the leshy up off the ground just say oh hey, hey there little guy um you can't just run off like that uh and he'll like we I, I did did we manage to install those planters on the side of the the vardu I yeah guess, like the little flower pots and stuff and he'll just kind of like plop them down on one of those um you're not supposed to be moving yet uh i i didn't think the the ritual was that far along um but it was he like like um so so yeah, he just like plops him down in the flower pot, and uh, says, "Just just sit still for for a moment, please." And uh, 
heaves out a breath and he turns around to face the party. Uh, I, I would like to say that while uh, Leaf is doing all of this, which is uh, cute and adorable, Riley's going to just uh, more or less matter-of-factly kind of fill in uh, at least Russo and Shadow on the situation without going into like super great detail because that's kind of Leaf's story to tell. But he will kind of give the quick rundown of we probably need to expedite whatever we were going to do here. Um, you know, Leaf's brother is going back to a homeland. His homeland is kind of an urgent sort of thing that we need to follow up on. And uh, Leaf may or may not be in actual danger. I can probably help with the expedite part. Yes. <laughs> well, see, we have to go to the shadow plane, right? And we have to go to the place of the deep shadow. Well, once we're in the deep shadow, uh, since we have to be there anyway to do this ritual, if we simply take a different umbral path out, we could come out on the other side of the water without any problem. Riley kind of gives Rousseau the sideways glance that is like, did, did you understand like really any of that? <laughs> I can't say I'm particularly experienced uh, with the plane of shadow, although I have heard that it, there are portals uh, therein. I believe that may be what she's talking about. Well, yes, there are portals and there are paths. They are called the umbral path. Okay. All right. And so you go to the deep shadow and from there you can take these portals and these paths and you can wind up all over the place if you don't know where you're going. But if you know where you're going, you take the right path. If you say, I want to go to the sunny world, you take the path that comes out somewhere on the sunny world. And there's many of them where the planes overlap. And so all we have to do is figure out where it is that Mr. Goldfish needs to be. And when we leave the deep shadow, we can take the path that takes us there. And this is something you can guide us on? Yes, I can find a way through. And Ekron, he's from the shadow plane, so he may already know some of these paths. And Truth is going to meet us there, and Truth knows them all. Riley will nod. And um, if more or less this is about the time that Lee's finishing up his uh, baby-snatching antics... He will, uh, Riley's going to wave Leaf over as Leaf is already approaching, I guess. And, um, he will say, So, Leaf, it turns out that we may be able to use some weird shadow portals to teleport us across the world quite quickly. It's not exactly teleport. We can walk strange shadow pathways and get there much faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know how to navigate these paths? Yes. I grew up there. But even so far as to travel to the light side. I have not personally gone to the light side, but Truth is meeting us at the ritual grounds and he knows all of these things and can tell us which paths to take. Leaf, if we if we can figure out the course of the boat and when it's due to arrive on the light side and where it's landing, we can even cut off your brother. I see. Okay, uh... Then, then maybe some information gathering is uh, overdue here. Agreed. If uh, you need to gather some information from people, you should take my voice with you. He is very, very good at people. He can talk to people and say anything, and they like him. Uh, I, I certainly shouldn't be traveling the city alone, so that, that might be a good idea. I don't know if I should be bringing Box with me. So he might uh, attract some undue attention. Do you want me to babysit? 
he can help with the wood and stuff, and and I will watch after him. I I just don't know if he should be really mobile. Uh, he was recognizable before he was twelve feet tall, and he's uh, fifteen we, feet tall. <laughs> I mean, Leaf doesn't have a ruler, <laughs> 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 but uh, he's just... if if. You do not have to worry, because if somebody tries to harm your tree friend, I will stop them. Uh, also, I can make him invisible if you want. It, he just, like, stops for a second and scrunches up his face, and he's like, I, I don't know what the interactions for that would be like with... <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's... it's less about harming them. I, I, I don't know if, if they would necessarily go after him, but if they know where he is, they know where I will be, and and that's bad. So the... It's, it's very bad for them. You are my brother now. If they try to hurt you, this is not going to go well. <sighs> They're my sisters. Well, I can still smack them on the head. Teach them some manners. It's it's been quite a long time since I've talked to them. But historically that's always been a very bad idea. They should not try to pick a fight with you. It is not going to go well for them. I, I won't press the matter any further. I, I appreciate any help. Uh, you're able to provide and, and taking care of Box while uh, I, I'm off gathering information. And uh, if your friend is, is willing and able to help, I'll, I'll take whatever I can get. Uh, yes, but, take voice, and you should take Mr. Morhan too. He seems to like to talk to people, and people seem to like him pretty well. <laughs> but uh, just make me a promise that if you come across a pair of uh, identical-looking elven women, even more so if they ask about myself or Thon or Box, get away from them. I, I know we've got quite a bit of clout behind us with the backing of our gods. We, we haven't exactly turned away from fights very often in the past. These two have tricks, and they're vicious. Well, I shall do my best to avoid the fight because of the uh, people being with me. But if it comes to that, you do not need to worry. I'm a very tricky person myself. It just nods. I will not kill them. I do not kill the people. So you do not have to worry on that account either. I wonder if you would be given a choice. There is always choice. You can render somebody unconscious without killing them. I mean, he he, he just kind of like looks away and frowns. But do not worry, your tree and your plant baby will be safe. Okay, um, then I, I think we should probably uh, stop by the Church of Abadar again and see if we can uh, determine what, what ship Thon had taken out of town and then uh, stop by the ports and uh, ask ask for sh like ship routings or shipping manifests uh, and see if we can track them down and where they would be landing. Uh, also might be able to see if, if my friend 
is in the area or any of the nearby cities as I, if if the umbral paths don't work out that I, I might have a, a friend who's invested quite a bit in sailing that might also be an option then you three should go ahead because you can make better time and then I will stay with the wagon and take care of things here if I may leap you find yourself in good company um I, I would almost suggest Russo and I go try to take care of my business here so that I'm free up uh, as quickly as possible to help both of you with anything in this town. By all means, uh, I, I won't hold you any longer. Thank you. Yes, as soon as I'm done, I'll come find you. Uh, Mr. Lord Russo said he lives right there. We could always just meet at his house. Riley glances at the house that was pointed out. How nice of a house does it look like? Uh, it is far away at this point, but it's in the upper district, so you imagine probably pretty nice. Sure. He takes just like a moment to uh, try to memorize what it looks like and its general location in the town. And then Riley nods and says that seems suitable, assuming that the person who owns the house finds this agreeable. My father won't turn away if anyone if I have them as a particular guest. So long as no trouble's made, and I don't imagine there will be. That's if we even encounter him. Well, it's settled. When everyone's done with whatever they need to take care of, we will meet at Russo's uh, estate. <laughs> yes, here, and uh, he'll he'll pull out a um, a um, like seal out of out of his uh, pocket and just place it against uh or he'll offer his hand out to you shadow what do you want if i could have your hand please this will make it much easier for you to get in the gate okay i suppose and so he takes the seal and he places it against the back of your hand and a crest uh will appear depicting a golden rose you should probably give one to Mr. Goldthrush, too. Yes, if you will be parting separate ways. Mr. Goldthrush, please. Uh, extend his hand. And he'll place the uh, seal against uh, your hand, and the sigil of the Golden Rose will uh, appear. All right. Now with uh, all of your leaves, my lady, and he bows again to uh, Shadow. I believe we have business to do as he turns to Riley. Yes, let's break. And off that way you go. <laughs> uh, uh, so Leaf, you and Void head down back to the Church of Abadar uh, and Arthur Asher's shack. While the rest continue to make their way slowly, slowly down. Uh, you're getting there, and you come back to the door again. Void has not said much. Um, he's equipped with a friendly face and calm demeanor. Um, I I think I would have brought the new Leshy with me, if if only because leaving it unattended is a recipe for disaster, and uh, can't can't exactly expect everybody to keep track of all the little little gremlins that I've got with me. Uh, it does follow you pretty faithfully. Um, it 
Uh, it strays here and there, never too far, and it, it dances in the rain. Uh, uh, but it, it does it does keep keep up with you. It's never more than like ten or fifteen feet away from you. Um, this time he'll knock. Come in, come in. Uh, and he opens the door and says, uh, "Sorry, excuse me, it's me again." Oh, welcome back. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to upset you before. No, the the information was was definitely um, very necessary, and that's actually why I'm I'm back. Um, do you know any more about the the voyage that Thon was taking? The name of the captain or the ship or wh- where they were planning on landing? I'm unfortunately I'm afraid not. Uh, there's only a few ports in Celestia, and it's a much shorter and common trip. It's one of many ports in Solaria, so I, I would expect, especially with the seas the way they've been, they were taking one of the shorter paths. I would ask with the Dark Masters, there's often a manifest of such things. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry for bothering you. Oh, please, please uh, stay stay a while. I've I've got some tea on. Uh, there are some other things I'd like to discuss with you. Um, he, he just like glances back at Foyd for a second to make sure that it's okay that we're dallying since he was like started out being in such a rush. But he's not like rolling his eyes or anything, is it? No, he's not. Okay, and that's that's fair. Just I I suppose I could spare a few minutes. Uh, please come and sit. Uh, he like kind of rolls himself creakily over to a uh, a pot over a small iron stove in the corner <coughs> and uh, comes back a few silver uh, cups placed out on the table and he pours into them <sighs> it is so cold I I, I want you to know um, I I did not mean to forget about you it, I I was badly hurt uh, as you may assume during the collapse and I am quite lucky in comparison Thorn Thorn was hurt as well though I fear more for his mind and his spirit than his body in that time there was so much loss at the new year you mean in in mourning for those that were lost in the attack yes Thon was hurt particularly by that there were so many he kind of just sighs and looks kind of blearily at his cup my mind is slipping uh, young master elf I do not know that I can sustain this place much longer the others have gone to the other churches well I remain here they take it as a lost cause for now while the rest of the city is in repair in need of repair as important as the churches are it is just a ten-minute walk to the next one. 
Is there anything that we can do to to help? You said you had been bringing lumber. Uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, I had actually been been the one to uh, in, in ask for that uh, such a requisition. Lumber could certainly help, and I I want to thank you for the perseverance that you've made through such trying times to still continue to help us here. I'm sorry I couldn't get it back to you sooner. I suppose if you had, it would be broken and battered, wouldn't it? Or perhaps it would have sheltered one of the unfortunates that we lost. Perhaps. It seems these days that our prayers go unanswered. And Yet, I still can't help but have some faith. I, I think he he leans forward and he, he just kind of puts his hand on, on the back of the old man's hand and he leans in and uh, he, he says, well, well, I don't consider myself a, a godly man, at least in so much as, as my brother or, or you might be. I can say with quite a bit of resolve that I believe those gods you're so used to seeing answer your prayers have their hands quite busy with the events of late. They're not ignoring you out of malice. There's just so much strife. Perseverance, I believe, is is key to getting through these hard times. Thank you, young man. It's such a senseless loss of life, it seems. Great bolts of lightning rained down on the city. They lasted moments. Their destruction was so great. As news trickles down from atop the stairway, heard that sad part is that we seem to have gotten some of the less of it. I hear starlight is practically leveled attacked by creatures many of the towns we passed through on, on the way here besieged by creatures and cultists and dark forces and they are dark times I have faith that people will hold together society civilization will keep its grip that order will find a way to maintain itself even in these times. Well, in such harsh times, and given how busy the gods must be, I'd wager that a pair of hands put to work would do more than a hundred clasped in prayer. And so I, I think it's up to all of us to pick up the duties that were once held by those we worshipped and put our hands to work in holding these communities together. I understand you've been injured. A lot of good all this lumber does, unless there's labor with which to process it. Do you have those willing to assist you in this, with these materials? I believe so. The church did not wish to spare resources in terms of 
material. When so much has been lost to the rest of the city, the infrastructure has been damaged. And if it is not in working order, things begin to break down. But I believe with the materials, they will send help. Well, then uh, at least one good thing came out of this trip. Indeed. How have you fared, Leaf? I notice, uh, I believe, scars on your arm. There's been quite a bit of strife. We've run into some of these creatures on the road. And even worse ones in the towns. But someone has to do this. These deeds, this work. To clean these places up. Build a world. If not like the one that used to be. Uh, but better. I can't say we've made much ground on that front. But the will is there. How has Stormbluff fared since we we've we've gone? Have have there been much threat of creatures, or was it and the the weather, the the lightning you spoke of? That's the main trouble. The weather has been quite the trouble. While no more of these thundering bolts have occurred. The sea is unpredictable. It's not conforming to its usual patterns. Ship traffic in and out has been inconsistent, and we've seen some dashed upon the rocks. The city itself, chugging along, trying to fix itself like so many ants in a hill. The economy has taken quite a hit, but... Given the circumstances, I think it's doing well. Have you seen uh, much in the way of refugees from other areas? I've heard, as you can imagine. I, I, it takes some time for me to travel about the city now. I, I've, I've heard there are many, yes. They're, they've been set up mostly in the lower, lower districts near the docks as there's more room there. We we are doing what we can, and we've certainly uh, not encountered the worst of it. I thank you for your concern. I think he, he just kind of like sips the tea. Duh. He says, uh, I, I apologize for my curtness, but is, is that all, all the news you've you have? I suppose that might interest you. Yes, I apologize for taking your time. It's... No, I, I I appreciate the information. Um, we should have some people bringing the lumber. Uh, we've, we've advised them to drop it off here. I'll be stopping back on uh, b- before the end of the day, and uh, I, I can help arrange labor if needed. Uh, or tools, or uh, anything of the sort, if necessary. Uh, clearing of the rubble, even. But it just... Uh, plan, plan such things out, and uh, I'll do what I can to assist in the time that I have left in Storm Bluff. So I'm, I'm expecting to be leaving soon. Thank you very much. May the Vault Lord bless your travels and your 
request. And uh, he he just kind of nods, not exactly having a return blessing, and makes to leave. The um, void will stand back up. He sat back on one of the benches in the room, gives a short bow to the father, and uh, leaves with you. Uh, so as 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 they're walking out, he'll he'll just kind of, you know, mention to uh, Void as they're walking. He says, um, Father Ashen mentioned that the seas were a, a bit on the unpredictable side these days, so that has me worried for uh, the potential of, of my uh, captain, friend. Uh, we may end up having to use these umbral paths after all. Perhaps. Uh, he also mentioned manifests. So if we wish to find both your captain friend and your brother. I suggest we speak to the portmasters. Tis a fine idea. And then I guess they, they make off toward the docks. Just, I think he would probably ask uh, as, as they're walking, just the, these umbral paths, have you traveled across them before? I can't say that I've gone about the paths. My most recent travels prior to meeting up with all of you I took a few portals. Is it dangerous? The Shadow Plane is a dangerous place, yes. But with power and discretion, it's made safe enough. Suppose that's the price to pay. Cutting corners and that. It has its benefits. Truth knows a great many paths, some safer than others. It was his speciality among us. I would say that isn't necessarily a part of his path. And as, as you make your way down, uh, it's actually just a couple of minutes behind you that the wagons will, or the wagon will crest over the final curve and make its way to the church. Uh, shadow, uh, you come up to a crumbled church, a symbol of Abadar, small statue placed at the front uh, of its entryway um, with a small wooden shack inside. Oh, I think the first thing she does is like just take a knee and offer a little prayer for the church and the people who belong to it, anyone who might have been hurt or killed, that kind of thing. Like she's not, she's not like a huge Abadar fan or nothing, but uh, destruction is destruction, you know. Yeah. And then she will go and knock upon the door of the shack. Come in. And she will walk in. And so you enter. Like, and there's an old man, human, inside. He squints his eyes for a moment. There's like. But there was another one like you, uh, ro robes, um, you know, leaf? Yes, and we are here with your wood. Uh, my friend and I are, uh, priests and priestess of the Black Butterfly. Oh, the Shadow of Desna. Yes. Uh, forgive me for not recognizing. No, it is quite understandable. Is there somewhere that you would like, uh, the wood unloaded? Or am I to leave the wagon? Please, uh, allow me, and he'll wheel over to the door and, uh, point. There's another section where, like, 
the crumbled ceiling has been removed and cleared. Please, if if it will fit, uh, anything you have can be unloaded there. Okay, then I will see to that, and when I am done, I will come back to see if I can help you. Thank you. Uh, and he'll kind of wheel back in just out of the rain. And she will go and start unloading wood. At this point, she only has uh, Ekrin, Dyara, Petunia and, uh, with her, I think. Uh, Box is with you. Yeah, uh, she'll try talking to Box. She don't know how to talk Box talk, but uh, Mr. Box, can you understand me? That's not Box. Box. He's, he's in disguise. That's obviously El Boxo. <laughs> the wood that is in the wagon needs to be put over there. And it is very big and heavy. Do you think you can help? Make me um, a diplomacy check to try and get your <laughs> to try and get your message across. Uh, thirteen plus nine. So a twenty-two. Uh, I think he grabs like a handful of wood, and then like takes it and like kind of puts it down uh it, it's not exactly in the right spot but he like looks back like she'll walk over with him and show him where where to put it right right here over here and then he'll basically he can unload it in like over the course of like a minute so because he's very large and strong then she'll look at Dior and be like I need to get me a tree uh, yes he's very big and strong very big and strong. Did you imagine how much easier he could make it to get down the mountain path when it's all covered with snow? Well, if he's a tree, maybe he doesn't like snow. He well, doesn't look like a, a pine tree. So I need a pine tree person. That's it. Maybe that would work. <laughs> I still talk to Mr. Goldthrush about that. Maybe he can get you one. But uh, you and I, we should uh, tend to this priest to see what we can do to help him. Uh, it yes. Farewell. <laughs> Let's go see. And uh, she'll she'll walk up to the thing. Uh, Petunia following close behind. We'll knock on the door again. Uh, the door is actually. Uh, she'll still, still knock on the frame as she goes in. She's she's. It takes a moment. Uh, you can see inside that. Um, uh, Miss, uh, Father Asher as his holy symbol and is praying. Uh, he finishes his prayer and, and, and turns and is like, thank you so much. Please, uh, would you like some tea? Uh, why don't you rest and uh, I can serve the tea and you can tell us uh, what we can do to help. Uh, right now, as you can see, it's me and Dara, but uh, Void is with Leaf when he is done. He can help. And Winda is going to leave a message at the shrine, and when she gets back, she can help. Of course. Um, I, if it's not any trouble, uh, I could very much use a message delivered to the higher church in the town. It is no trouble at all. This is what our job is about, is to be of service to our fellow peoples. It's, um, here, um, he'll, uh, dig around on the very small sort of nightstand. Uh, there's a pile of papers that, until he started digging through them, were quite, uh, organized looking. Um, 
if only to be made neat. Uh, but now they're a bit scattered as he as he pulls one out and uh, opens the drawer on the nightstand and pulls out a small uh, sort of scroll case um, bound of leather, uh, rolls it up, places a seal on it, and, and puts it in the case, uh, capping it at the end. This, this, this should do. Um, it's a requisition for laborers um, to help come expand uh, my little church here. It and, uh, won't bring it back to its original glory, but where perhaps. is this higher church? Oh, um, if you travel up the main road, uh, straight up. You'll find a section of the town that's heavily damaged. There's a large, once opulent building. That's the bank. Immediately across the road from it, still unscathed, is uh, is the other Church of Abadar. Okay. Diara, uh, can you and Petunia take the message? That's the way you can go up the main road and not have to take the long way back and get it there quicker. Yes, I can do that. And keep Miss Petunia close so she does not get lost, okay? I will. And she speaks to Petunia and Halfling. Uh, and uh, Petunia will crawl up and she'll kind of hold her as uh, as she takes the scroll case and heads out into the uh, into the rain. Yeah, uh, Father, is there anything you need done around here that uh, I am not the builder, but I can... I can do whatever I can. I, I'm not afraid to try things. Do you have food and things of that nature? That you do, do you? Yes, yes. I, I have some food and drink. I've, I've even a couple of potions that were saved from the collapse. I have what I can offer as well, but I'm unfortunately not a strong enough healer to repair uh, my own body. No, perhaps somebody from the upper church can help you with it. Unfortunately, uh, I've inquired, and while such offers are for free, of course, to church members, the materials required for such magic are prohibitively expensive. And what is required? Diamond dust. <coughs> uh, hold on, let me actually double check that. Sick Sean's really pulling off the feeble old man thing. Yeah, he is. Way to get in character. Nice. I appreciate it. My immersion is completely intact right now. Diamond dust and quite a bit of it. Much of it was used on those faring worse than I during the collapse. And even then, there were far more that were that went unhealed. And is there any place in town that has this diamond dust? Perhaps some jewelers, but the church will have already sought to purchase all of it throughout town. That which was available in the bank was was taken. I'm afraid it's simply that the supply is not there. Hmm. Well... When I am in the shadow plane, when I finally see the girl and mama, I will see if I can get her to send uh, uh, an envoy. Maybe they can uh, make a deal with the church to bring in more. It would be greatly appreciated. 
any trade deal or opening of offers would be greatly greatly and readily accepted by the church so long as they were not absconditory, I'm sure. She will know who in the Shadow Plane has these resources, so we shall see. Thank you. Thank you. What was your name again? I am Shadow. Arthur Asher, and he holds out his hand. And she'll shake his hand. I am uh, one of the Silent Seven. Do you know us? I can't say I know much about the Church of the Black Butterfly. I've never really uh, come into contact before. Yeah, we stay up on our mountain a whole lot. But I thought maybe freedom had been through here at some point. He goes as it pleases. I'm sure there are some who have met him, if so. I simply haven't had the pleasure myself. Well, the order's here, and uh, I will talk to Grandmama when I see her about the diamond dust, and Diara is going to deliver the message. Um, and so if it is okay, I will wait here for her to return. By all means, please, this... Though also my lodgings, this is acting as the church. And in the meantime, where I am waiting, if you need anything done, I can help. Please, I I am well, and at this point I've adjusted, and I I have my food and 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 other needs delivered and and cared for. I am. Perhaps a touch poor, but I am not destitute. If it is okay, I can I bring Mr. Eckern in because he is uh, he is an elderly man himself, and he is sitting out in the car in the rain. Oh, of course, please. She will fetch Eckern. Eckern comes in. Vault Lord's blessings upon you, sir. Thank you. This is Eckern. He is um, a dragon hunter. But he got cursed, and we are going to take him to the Shadow Plane to where he can get rid of it. I am sorry that I'm not one capable of breaking curses, sir. I would gladly do so, too, in repayment for what has been brought. It is okay. I am going to handle it, because that is what I do, is I find ways to fix things. My gratitude. But I thought he would be warmer in here by your fire than out in this rain. I am not fond of all this rain. Uh, Here it rains most of the year. We see a couple of dry months usually, but um, as I told Leaf, the weather has been less than predictable since the new year. We have lots of snow on the mountain, but not much rain. I did not like getting so wet. Uh, you're welcome in here. My fire is not large, but it is warm. And if any comfort needed, please don't hesitate to ask. Yeah, I think they will just hang out and wait for Diara and Petunia to get back. All right. And then take the wagon and stash it where they're supposed to and head to Russo's house. So with... Riley and Rousseau approaching a rather 
nice-looking mansion, and Void and Leaf approaching the roiling waves at the docks of Stormbluff. And uh, Ekron and Shadow chilling in the destroyed Church of Abadar. That's going to be it for this episode. Hi there. My name's Don. I'm a proud patron of this podcast you just listened to. I'd like to take a moment to talk about some of the projects that I work on. When I'm not listening to Tracy, Sean, and the rest of the gang tell wonderful stories using the Pathfinder rules, I like to make podcasts of my own. I'm the GM in the Starfinder homebrew adventure Hexgrid Heroes. On the other side of the GM screen, I play Cory in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Allomancy. I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting, and for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at hexgridheroes.com. Good day. This is Dick Horney, inviting you to explore the world of Dustress, a unique homebrew setting within an Elder's Dream Games universe. Come along as the Hive Queen leads a gambler. Cowboy motherfucker with six shooter. I ain't never moved cattle in my life. I am a gambler. A Native American. He he doesn't have a lifetime of eating processed food, so he probably is actually quite regular. And a Detroit teenager. Okay, so we're rolling into elves, aliens, and troll dolls. Through discovery of new magical abilities, struggle with the reality of unknown gods, and maybe learn a little bit about themselves along the way. Visit Eldritch Dream and Duster's Podcast on Twitter for details. They took to the stars and became stars. So it says here you're from another galaxy? Yeah, Milky Way. I don't think I'm ever going to get used to seeing that. A band that influenced entire galaxies. Sector 8, let's make some... Until their inevitable downfall. Fuck you, and fuck you too, Switzerland. Thanks for having my fucking back. Now, 20 years later, they find themselves unpleasantly reunited. James, what are you doing here? We're an entire motherfucking galaxy and you show up on this place. In a place where things are not what they expected. One of our staff members just happened to go missing this morning, and uh, I kind of had... Travis? I understand. Why the uh, fuck do you have a guitar? <laughs> LCP D&D presents Odyssey, a musical actual play adventure set in space using the Savage World system. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on your favorite podcast platform or find us at lcpdnd.com. Welcome, Forsaken Travelers. Do you like sci-fi fantasy atmosphere? Do you like bad, scary movies, cult classics, and more? The Crow, Beetlejuice, Frankenstein? What about dad jokes? We have those, too. Tune in to the podcast for the untimely dead every other Sunday on your favorite podcast app. We'll see you there. If you would like to become a patron, check us out on patreon.com forward slash Eldritch Dream. Also, if you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. You can also find us in the Hive, that's our Discord, link in the description below. You can also find a link to our merch on sonerdware.com. And find us on Twitter, at Eldritch Dream, at Eterna P, and at Dustress Podcast. And until next time, everybody... 
May the Elder Gods haunt your dreams. My name is Riley, Riley Morhai. You may have heard of my grand exploits in what's being regarded as the Aeterna Podcast. To be forthcoming, if you know anything about me, and you probably do, then you know outside of saving the world from being completely obliterated by eldritch horrors, beyond being the world's finest swordsman and most dashing of guildmasters, and apart from being the lemon pepper addict we all know and love, that I myself quite enjoy a good tale of adventure and heroics. I come to you today with such a tale. If you've enjoyed my exploits, then I guarantee you'd enjoy the stories being told in a series called Horizon. Set in some futuristic fantasy world of absolute make-believe called Canada, a bunch of teenagers with amazing powers have to face the world, find their place in it, and learn what it means to be true heroes. I'll certainly be keeping tabs on this tale as it unfolds, and so should you. Hey guys, it's me, (laughs) Chris, player of Riley Morheim. Big announcements. Come January 2021, I know, it can't get here soon enough, I'll be launching a critically accursed podcast with a series we're calling Horizon. Using the Powered by the Apocalypse system, Masks, We explore a world of teenage superheroes in the futuristic setting of 2172. So if you like superheroes, hormones, angst, drama, and goofy tabletop content, then you should keep your eyes open for our podcast. We're planning to release our first issue on January 5th, 2021, most likely in all the same places you already use to listen to Eterna and all of your other favorite podcasts. Probably. (laughs) The easiest way to keep tabs on what I'm doing in terms of podcasting would be to follow me on Twitter, at CAccursed, where all podcast, tabletop, content creation announcements will be made. I also occasionally stream tabletop content on Twitch, twitch.tv slash CAccursed. That's C as in Chris, accursed. (laughs) And if you're feeling particularly frisky, you can search Critically Accursed on YouTube to find my channel for an archive of streams and some shitty Let's Plays. All that said, I look forward to a new year and to connecting with a bunch of pretty cool people through the podcast we're making. Sean, thank you for including this in today's episode, and uh, I'll... I guess I'll see you guys in the new year with a new story. It should be pretty fucking cool. (laughs) Until then.